Hello, everybody, once again. If you're just joining us, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Wayne. I'm the pastor here at Downtown Community. And today we're going to uh, kind of continue this series. It's called Choice. And last week I shared um, the, uh, about the, the choice between surrender and control. And my goal, my, my original goal is just to talk about that. And it's just such an important thing that we all kind of need to hear every, every now and then. And it really resonated with us in, in a pretty big way. And so I was like, well, let's just do the whole thing. Like, this is a series that I've, I haven't done in a couple of years. And, and so it was just kind of like, let's do, the, let's do all these. And they all really work together. And so it's four different choices that we're learning to make. And so we're just going to go for that. And I, I love this. This is something that it's really good for me to work through, just so you know. <laughs> like, if this is just for me, then great. Uh, so the preparation is always very important. In fact, today's Today's choice that we're going to walk through is, is one that, uh, that I continually uh, kind of work on. And so I love walking through these principles and to hear from Christ about these things. This is very practical. So if, you don't, if you're someone who doesn't even believe in God, you're, you will resonate with this because this will impact you in your, your personal life, absolutely in your professional life. And so, yeah, some of these things are things that we know. So uh, we're just going to go for this, and I'm really excited about that for the next couple of weeks. And so I also just want to say um, it's great to be with you today. For those watching online, Sylvia mentioned this earlier. Um, we've now transitioned. Uh, Nimbus has now made this uh, a mask optional facility. And so they've been very, uh, you know, very cautious so, so far. And so we're very thankful to do that. And I just want to say for those of you who want to, want to wear a mask, you are absolutely welcome to. We want to make sure that everyone is welcome and their, um, their choice, uh, speaking of choices, is respected. And so I just want to make sure that you know that. And we're thankful to have all of you here with us. And, and we do have a lot of confidence, uh, but this is probably one of the absolute best places to be meeting uh, with pandemic-type circumstances in the world. Uh, Pre-COVID, uh, places like this, theaters, uh, already had a requirement to have continually new air being filtered in, the old air filtered out, which is kind of funny. Uh, it's constantly happening. And the studies show it's incredibly safe. Just, I just want to just say that out loud so you know that. But the funny thing about that is outside in the mezzanine, you'll see there's a big letter C balloon stuck up in the side. And from our, we did a seventh birthday party. We had DCC in the balloons, and one of them floated up there. And it's been sucking, it's been sucked to the vent as the airflow is going on ever since then. And so it might, maybe, we just say evermore, that, that C is going to be up there forever. More. So there you go. Uh, that's the sign that the air filtration is working. We have nice, clean outside air today. And in the city, that's a little different. But there you go. So last week, we talked about surrender over control. Surrender over Don't to make a choice. And this is a, that's a really hard one. But we, li- we read these scriptures that said, Trust the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord. And lean not on your own understanding. That's really hard for us. But in all your ways, every part of your life, submit to God. And he will make your path straight. We're learning to trust him. Jesus taught us. He said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. He's helping us set our priorities. If we learn to seek him first, it sets a foundation for our lives. What what God is saying to us is trust me. But when it comes down to your daily decisions... And that lead to big decisions, that is harder when we get into it. Jesus said, love God 
This is the greatest commandment, to love God and to love others. These are things as Christ followers that drive us, they center our lives, and eventually that leads us to decisions, and you'll eventually have a choice to make. So control, we're learning to let go of control, and control really comes into play when, when it comes to the outcomes that you want to have in your life. The outcome, when we try to control how something's going to turn out, that's when we run into chaos. We're learning to surrender versus control. So today, we're going to talk about important over the urgent. Important over urgent. Uh, my family, we used to live on uh, Grove Street and uh, down near where the Taqueria is. And uh, in the apartment, it was a tiny apartment on the third floor, and, and, and so one of the windows in the front is actually not really a, a room. It's, it's not really a living room or anything. It's just a closet. <laughs> and I don't know, when you do small apartment living, like there's, it seems to be this space where you just have stuff and there's nowhere to put it. And so that closet became like where all the stuff went. So there's Christmas decorations and other things that like, I don't know, clothes for different seasons. And there's just, you need that like kind of place for everything. And I got really good over the years, especially as we added kids and added kids and added kids, and, you know, like and stuff. It's just crazy. I got really good and I still am. Uh, of like just piling things up to the ceiling and getting it all packed up in there. And so it was just crazy thing. And so and I eventually had to add blinds because I realized from the street, you just look at me to see this chaos in there. In fact, everyone, I, when I drive by every now and then, I think about it and look up there and to see, and you'll see some people choose because you just, it's never a closet. And, and so it's the junk room. But there's kind of, you kind of like that. I don't know if you have a room like that in your place, um, but because uh, cause you have this place where you can be messy, right? You can just, you can throw it in. If you have guests over or something's happening, you can just, you know what, it's the junk room. We don't care. And so there's like this kind of nice place where you feel comfortable. You're like, I can be messy. Now, some of you are like, no, I, I'm messy everywhere. That's my whole place. So, yeah, so uh, I think that's what mine would look like uh, if it wasn't for uh, my wife. So there you go. Um, anyway, uh, I, there's a reason for that story. But today we're going to talk about about important over the urgent. How many of you, you know, this is a rhetorical question, but how many of you find yourself saying, you know, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to spend with, if you have kids, spend with our kids or to pray or to read or to work out or to hang out with my friends or to travel. Like you could come back from a trip and you're like, man, I wish I had more time to, tra- to travel. <laughs> or to serve, or to give back. I mean, we've all got chores to do. You finally get time off, and you feel like there's this whole other list waiting for you. And there's, if you're a parent, you've young kids, there's diapers to change, there's mouths to feed, you've got bills, there's a work project looming, and so a lot of times you're just so in on that, like it's hard to let go. A common response when we talk to each other is to say, how you doing? And listen, I'm guilty as if I do this too, but I go, well, I'm busy. Like, I'm, I've got a lot going on. Like, I'm, I'm full. Uh, I was just talking with one of you today. We, we talked about that. Like, we both, that's, way we, that's, that's just what we say. I mean, how, it's rare that you would ever hear like, oh, I'm relaxed. How you doing? Oh, man. Actually, we give me like weird, like, what, what, literally, what have you been smoking today? Like, you know, like, like I guess, I don't know, like, like uh, you, know, you never hear that. Like, oh, yeah, things are all great. Because even if they are like, just because culture is city and everything, like, you'd almost feel bad. Like, what? You're not getting after it? Like, why? Like, you're, you're lazy. Like, that's what we feel. 
So we always just say, yeah, I'm busy. And, and it's usually true. I mean, how often do you feel like you've got, there's always too much to do? Do you, how do you, do you feel like you're often rushed? You're like, there's never enough hours in a day. Well, guess what? That's true. That's true. You're limited. You're limited. I'm limited. But we just kind of like to live like we can get all the hours in a day, and we're trying that. You're like, well, my boss just certainly thinks that way. You know, that's not easy to do. But you're always limited, and that's the thing that we, we need to re- be reminded of, because a lot of you, you know this. Some of you might be hearing these things for the first time, but kind of deep down inside, you know this. So we need to learn to say, like, it's never like, I don't have enough time, or I don't have time for something. It's really, you have time for what you choose to have time for. You have time for what you choose to have time for. And that's, you know, for me, this is, like, I should start my week with that phrase. <laughs> a lot of times it doesn't feel that way. You don't really believe that. And why is that? Well, we, we have to learn to choose to make a choice of important over the urgent. You have time for what you choose to have time for. And this is way harder than we think. It's way harder than we think. You know, in, in business, you know, calming an angry customer, that's urgent. Building systems to keep customers from getting angry, that's important. That's important. But when suddenly you've got systems breaking down, like that feels like you all, like how do you get past all the angry customers? How do you have time to do that? That's, that becomes difficult. Or getting your car engine repaired, that's urgent. Something happens, but, you know, changing your oil, having routine maintenance and things like that, so it doesn't need to be repaired, that's important. This week, I turned, we started turning right. My car did a squeak. It's like, that's important. It's, it's small now. That squeak will become something. So there you go. But like getting help when you're sick, like that's urgent. That's urgent. Taking care of yourself so you don't get sick is important. And here's a, here's a phrase, another phrase I love. If you do the important, if you focus on that, and, and part of the important is just learning to define it. That, that takes a lot of work, and we'll get there in, in, in the message today. We'll, we'll end with a lot of practical things today. But we really need to deal with the heart of it. But if you do the important, you won't have as many things that are urgent come up. That's just a, a principle of life. If you focus on the important, now some of you think that the urgent is the important. And so we're learning as you go. I love this. Like, if, especially if you're in the first 10 years of your work life, like this is, this is the thing that you're going to have to. And but for me, I'm beyond that 10 years. Not too far, but I'm beyond it. <laughs> uh, but you, you're learning how to deeper, you're learning deeper, deeper ways that something's more important. But so if you do the important, you won't have as many urgent things to do. What's fascinating is the opposite is never true. The opposite is never true, but that's typically how we work. We focus all on the urgent. We start with that because it demands, it screams at us. It's pulling at us. It, it, why? Because it's urgent, right? Like the word urgent means that. Like you have, you have urgent care, medical care. That means something is very important. You, it has to be done essentially is what urgent means. But if that is the front part of everything that we do, it, it, you won't take care of the, the important. It's fascinating how that works. And I am someone, like I said, this today resonates with me. 
I'll probably say that every week, by the way, but today's very, I love to chase the urgent. I love to be busy. I love to be active. And I am drawn to that, maybe more than others. But chasing the urgent is elusive. It can feel like it will solve problems. But it many times it's distracting us. And that's what we really need to be pulled to. And I, and I love, we're going to pull you to a story in Luke today that is, that's actually pretty well known. And we really need to see how, how vital it is. And it's, it's not very long, just a couple of verses. But this is found in Luke. And this is Luke talking about Jesus' life. And in Luke, we know in his gospel, and I know I say this quite often, but, but in his written account of Jesus' life, we have four written accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all in full detail. It's amazing. And in Luke's account, he interviewed tons and tons of people. And so he, he has all these great details. And there's two, in this story, we see the story of two sisters and Jesus coming to them to visit which is a pretty cool event, and, and they, we know that they were, they were very close to Christ. And, and so this is somewhere in their, their journey of their relationship with him. They would have been part of the greater gathering. And, and so, uh, you know, and so we have these two sisters, and Luke gives these details, and he would have talked to them. They would have still been alive, and so most likely they are the ones that have told this story or was being told. And, and so there was a kind of a, one of them is looked at in a negative light. And I think it's fascinating for us to, to know and to realize that she would have been okay with like, like this story being out there. In fact, that's one of the reasons why the Gospels are so powerful with truth is because they were so many times written in a negative light towards those who were even writing it. And so I think it's, it's so powerful uh, about this. So anyway, let's pick this up. This is found in Luke 10, and for those keeping score, starting verse 38, and uh, so we have these two sisters, and so he says, as Jesus and his disciples were on the way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Now, there's a lot of Marys in Scripture, by the way. <laughs> this has come up recently. That's a very popular name. She had Martha and Mary. And so Martha is like, she opens up her home to him. And she feels pressure to host. And I think all of you, you know what I'm talking about. If you, like, our, our, we, my wife and I, we love to host. We love to throw parties. We love to go to parties. And it's really fun. And so whether you like to do it, you do it often or not, you know what I'm talking about. You've had somebody over. It can be just one person and, like, all the work that goes in. And so you just understand, right? You know, you have a regular guest. You know, you find that storage closet, right, that you throw everything in. You're like, oh, but like, man, this is the Son of God. Like, they believe that this is the Messiah that's come. So for them, like, it's like taking on a huge significance. So this, the Son of God is coming over, right? And, and, and so, you know, that's a big deal. And so she's feeling a lot of pressure to host. She, I'm sure she would have loved to spend time with Jesus, but she, she has so many urgent things to do. And so we, as you can see where this is going, Martha missed the important, and she's pursuing the urgent. She's pursuing the, ar- the urgent. And I just want you to listen to how this is stated. This is amazing. And if, if you're interested, this is in the NIV translation, and, and, I, and I love it. It's, it says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that 
had to be made. That's the words of urgence. She's distracted, and it had to be done. Had to be done. It's like this is the way it is. And listen to her response. So she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, and can, I can imagine saying this to him. She goes, Lord, don't you care? <laughs> wow, okay. Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. So she's mad at, at, at Jesus and like Martha, but she doesn't direct it straight to Martha. She just goes to Jesus. Like, it's like a ta- she's tattling, right, number one. Like that's totally what she's doing is sisters, okay? So that's a whole, there's a beef. There's probably some bitterness in the building up over other things that's going on. Martha, no, did take the trash out. I don't know what's going on, but, but yeah. But, uh, but man, if what she says to Jesus, she's like, don't you care? Like you see, you see me in here working and you just see her and you're not doing anything. So he, she's pulled him into this little beef. That's quite the statement. And then she starts giving orders to Jesus. Tell her to help me. Wow. Pursuing urgency distracts us. And this is such a great thing to see. There's so many great principles. Distraction blinds us. She was blinded by even her actions. Like it impacts you in ways that you don't even see. You can't, you don't even, like, you're like, how could she say this to him? But she, had no, she doesn't even see that. She's blinded. She's distracted, right? But Martha was distracted by all the things that had to be done. Like I feel like I could just stop it right there. Like the words, the whole message today, because like that just speaks to us. Like it, we feel like it had, like these are things that are so, feels like so important. And that's the way it is for me. Like at home, there's all these things that like I need to work on our finances and make sure we, we you know, balance our, our money and our budget, make sure that you know, we're staying on top of there. There's improvements that need to be made in the apartment, and there's this list of things to do. And our, our kids have sports and other things that we're, we're pursuing. And, and, all, and, like, and so it's easy for me to be distracted and not spend, just, just stop and spend time with my family, my wife. Now, my kids like me, okay, this is good. Like we, but it still happens, we do. <laughs> but we feel that. When you're distracted, you're faithfully pursuing the urgent, but you're completely missing the important. You're completely missing the important. So ask, we beg this question. We'll put this up for you. What is the most important thing you've been distracted from pursuing? And what's interesting is you may not even know the answer to this. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, there's definitely times in my life I haven't really didn't really think about what is the most important thing for me. So what does Jesus say? And I love this. It says, Martha, Martha. He says it twice, right? That's obvious, like, Martha, Martha. I don't know. Like, you could say it a million different ways. But it wasn't just Martha. It's Martha, Martha. He's grabbing her attention. He says, you are worried and upset about many things. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a big statement. You're worried and upset about many things. <laughs> How many of you would say today, I'm worried about 
many things. If you're not, just go read the news, all right? Suddenly, you're worried about many things, okay? Like you're going to walk into to Monday morning and your, your job is going to be like, you need to be worried about many things, right? Like, don't check your email, okay? So like, but how many of you would say that, right? Because you are worried and upset about many things. Listen to his next words. It's up here already. He says, but few things are needed. Wow. But few things are needed. And then he just goes even further. Or indeed, only one. Indeed, only one. I can't imagine this moment for her. Here's the Son of God, part of creation, part of the universe. And helping her see what's the most important thing. And I believe this is one of the reasons why this story is here, and it's especially after his resurrection and her being the son of God. He's like, do you remember that time? Like, and they're like, you need, she's like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> and I'm sure Martha told this. Like, few things are needed, indeed only one. He says, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from I love it. Mary's like, who cares if the house is dirty? You know, we'll figure out what to eat. And she sat at Jesus' feet. I think all of us could probably honestly answer and say, yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried about many things. I'm included in that. And we need to, like this is like a poster type of verse. Because what if, because Jesus said many things just like this. What if your whole life was lived and you completely missed it? Like you go throughout your whole life and you, you never actually found the most important thing. But you wasted it all. Like there's a, there's a, deeper, there's a deeper thing when it comes to this. So this is the heart of all of it. And in and understanding this and, and standing on this foundation gives us the strength to make the hard choice of important. And it gets to the practical of your daily life and your job, and that's really important. We're going to cover that here in just a couple minutes and just real quickly. But, but like, we need to rest on this. The strength to make those hard decisions and then say no to something that that is in culturally impactful, that your friends may not like, or you know, it goes against the grain of what others are doing. Like that, that takes a principled foundation. You might be able to do it once or twice, but to continue into that and to kind of go upstream, so to speak, or against the wind, and some choices in your life requires a principled foundation. And this is what I love about Christ's words and why they, they wrote this down and they wanted to make, make sure we heard him. And the reason we pay attention is because his resurrection, we know that he's the son of God, that, that life is meant to be eternal, and that there's something more important in life. He's like, few things are needed. Indeed, only one. 
Jesus is disciplining Martha. Why? Because he loves her. It would be it would be unloving not to say this. It's emb- it was embarrassing to her, right? This is in front of others. Now she asked for it. <laughs> but it was the most loving thing that he could say. So I imagine Martha, Martha. The first time you read it, you know, you're like, Martha, Martha. Oh, just like last time. No, I think. The more you read about Jesus, Jesus says, I am gentle and lowly in heart. Come to me who are weary and are burdened. Martha, Martha. You know, like, how how loving can you say that? We're learning to choose the important. And if you are a Christ follower, you need to make sure there's a place in your priority to seek him first. Now, your job is going to require a lot of hours, but but Christ can still be your priority. And for those of us here are seeking God and, and, and pursuing this, we should consider what is the most important thing in our life. And it gives us strength to make other decisions. So how do we do that? You know, how do you balance time with God? And if you've got, if you've got kids, time with your kids, or your, your marriage, or working out, or or uh, keeping your place clean, or getting ahead in your job, and how do you meet demands that seem to never end, uh, time to think, and go to a church, or be part of community, to give back, like how, how do you do this? Well, choosing the important over the urgent, how do you define, so let's, let's, let's work through this, let's go through these practicals, we've, we've hit the foundation, we all need to consider, but let's go through these important, I believe this is five things I have here, and the first one is this, is, is define everything first. I've already kind of been saying this in different ways, but define everything first, because how can you choose the important if you don't even know what it is? But sometimes the urgent just calls out to us so much, you'll be surprised how little time it can take to actually organize it in some kind of way. And this is something that I've learned to do the more complicated my life becomes. Now, I've mentioned we had kids over and over again. Like there's all these inputs in my life and, I'm, and, and in my job, as I've, I've stepped more forward in my job and in, in, in the position of lead pastor and different things like that, like there's all these responsibilities and tasks to do. And there's a lot of things for me to chase. And I did it a lot, especially in the beginning. I've had to learn. So you learn to define. And sometimes this exercise alone will solve a lot for you. And what I do, and everybody is kind of different in how you're organized and how you like to do things, I just, it's kind of like scatterbrain, I just start writing everything I can think of down, and then I can organize it. And I'm like, I find that there's categories, and I found like there's 10 to 13 categories of things that I pursue for our church life. And I've learned to get more and more organized with it, but that, that all that pours over into my personal life. And because and for me to be organized in this way allows me to be organized in the other, and vice versa. And I just write, what is everything that I need to do? It's really a budget for your time. It's a budget for your time. And what you'll find many times is like, that doesn't take that long. <laughs> like, oh, wow, you'll find that this, this goes with this. And, you'll, and it's a very practical thing, right? And you just begin, and so you define everything first. And you'll realize how small some things are. 
and you'll realize maybe even how crazy your boss is and how having you do different things. So it'll not help you. Like you, it just allows you to be wise. And when you do this, look at everything you're doing and be like, do you see room to rest? <laughs> do you see a place for community? Do you have a place for God? Define everything first. Second, create artificial deadlines. Perhaps you've heard this before. This is how I'm bringing this to you because I've had it brought to me. Create artificial deadlines. For me, I used to be, uh, what I'm doing right now, speaking to you, that I would have an artificial deadline of Wednesday. Actually, when I first started the church, a lot of times I, I did most of the preparation on Saturday evenings. There's so much to do when we got started. That was a one quiet, absolute quiet moment of every week, and it's changed now as we've, we've moved forward and evolved in different ways. And so I changed it to Wednesday because then I could have time to think about other things. Well, now it's Tuesday. That's my goal, to have everything done. And what's fascinating is, is what it reveals to me when I can't get it done. Just by setting a deadline alone, it's really easy to be like, well, I'll try. Like, you, you can say every week and you don't do it. Like, that's speaking to something deeper and you should pay attention to that. And you, you're able to do this, by the way, when you actually have pressure, like you have a vacation coming up or there's a presentation due, you got to do it in front of it. Like normally if you prepare a presentation, you know, you like have weeks to do it, but if it's due tomorrow, you'll get it done that day. You'll find how some way, somehow to push up. You discover what's really important and all the urgent goes away. Like you find a way, but if you got a vacation, you really want to be off, you'll do whatever it takes to get something done that you could have done weeks ago. And so that's this, but it, and so then the question is, when you set these deadlines, you, can you stick to these due dates? Can you stick to that? And if we have trouble with it, what it's helping you and me see is it's a heart issue. There's something deep inside of us that's keeping me from actually doing it. That the urgent for me speaks very in a deep level in some other way. There's something going on in my heart. And this is what's beautiful about taking steps like this. And I have community and others in my life that, are, that help me see that and figure it out. That should be a step. Have community to help you do this. <laughs> That's a, a, a B. There you go. Create artificial deadlines. Do define it and then have the, the, the deadlines. Plan it out, whatever. And then the third is you got to be ruthlessly selective in your yeses. I've heard it said that a barrier to a meaningful life, I don't know who said this, but a barrier to meaningful life is not lack of commitment, it's over-commitment. My personality type is, I, I want to say yes, I want to be responsible. And so I say a, a yes easily. And somebody, I've been asked before in the past, how do you do it all? Well, the, the truth is I don't. I'm learning more and more, I don't do it all. That's how. Right, you've heard all this. This is practical, right? No to the good and say yes to the best. It rhymes. It's really fun. I've heard it said that you know the best leaders have don't do more. They do more of what matters most. And man, that's true. It's, it's so hard, though. I, I have set, and this is how, I'll just explain to you how I've dealt with this. And this is why I say we need to pay attention to our heart. And that's why you have to start with that foundation of Jesus' teaching to Martha is is I've looked at everything, and it's like, I don't know how to not do that. 
I've said that to a, a coach in my life. I've said that to an elder in my life. I, I see everything, and we're like, this is, this is more of the urgent. And I'm like, how does that not happen? And what that brings me back to is, is the verse where, where Mary was distracted by everything she had to do. And it's like, oh, snap. Like, and, I, and I just remember going to God and praying, like, God, help me. I need wisdom. Help me to see this. And what's amazing is he has answered that. He's answered that. Almost all my coaching and leadership and, and, the, and the people in my life that lead me is centered on this. It's centered on this, that principle. We're learning to say no, being selective in our yeses. And then that allows you and I to take the step of the, the, the next one. Of do first what matters most. Do first what matters most. <clears throat> this is a step of discipline. That's one of the weeks coming up. <laughs> we say, if I have time, I'll work out. I say that a lot. Uh, if we have time, we'll go on a date. One day, I'll take that weekend getaway. Or I wish we had time for, and you fill out in the, in the blank. You, you have time for what you choose to have time for. For me, what matters most, the things that are unique to me. God is first in my life. My wife is second, and my kids are third. It's so important that it goes in that order. And then it's about the mission of my life. But then there's delight, too, and joy and things that I love to do. Do first what matters most. That speaks for itself. And then I'll end with this. Questions to track or measure your progress. Two things. Number one, is Jesus on this list? <laughs> Seek first his kingdom. Is there a place for him? Love God, love others, seek him first. Jesus says few things are needed, indeed only one. Ultimately in your life, only one. Second thing is, does the urgent keep getting in the way? If it does for me, that's a hard issue. How can you seek him to help you walk away from destructive things that pull your heart away? That's why you need the grace and the love of God to help you do this. Martha chose the urgent, Mary chose the important. And Jesus said, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. It will last forever. That's amazing. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your words to us. Wow. To say two phrases can change our life. God, I thank you for your love for us, that you come to me and say, Wayne, <laughs> Wayne, I love you. And you point us towards what matters. You want us to experience joy, to have life and have it to the full. I pray that we would learn to trust you. Give us that strength. We need your help, Father. We are limited and distracted. 
We ask this all in your name. Amen.